1: The Dating Game Killer. I'm Ben.
0: And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim.
1: A true crime podcast. Warning. The following podcast contains graphic content and material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. we're on part two
0: this is our first two-parter first
1: two-parter I'm are you excited to dive back in and actually learn what this shit bag did to people I
0: am I am and I'm not like he was a piece but I need I need some closure here (laughs) I do I do
1: oh it's important like he's fuck this dude is so bad
0: the shit that he's gotten he's done well yeah and like it's like the system allowed him to do this, really. Oh, and
1: multiple times. Yeah. Because, like Tally, right right off the get go, he freaking brutally raped, strangled, beat her. And,
0: and I honestly feel like even without her being at the trial, like the the police officer and stuff, like that should have been enough.
1: Yeah, definitely should have been because he saw his face in the window.
0: Exactly. He knew
1: it was him. He was basically caught red-handed. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's that one. There's Robin Samso another one that he he had uh basically witnesses right there and identified and that's why he's he's in in on trial right now in court because of that robin Samso case mm-hmm. so yeah he just he's all kind of fucked he's up. up
0: to no good
1: yeah no good the the camp counselor thing really got to you though didn't it
0: actually yeah because i in my day job hire camp counselors
1: oh that's right so i never I'm put like... that together
0: what the shit,
1: yeah, but you know what? guess what? what? what
0: I do background checks on them what I know
1: maybe people should do that sort of thing when you're you're hiring for the l a Times yeah. or doing you know maybe I don't know hiring counselors for for a camp, or I don't know hiring people to come on your game show on public television.
0: background checks are a good thing, and yes should be they are. Done.
1: Background check everybody. Background check your dog, your mama, your, <laughs> your daddy, dog. your neighbors, everybody. It's important. Got to know what they what they've done and I been through. I
0: think so. I agree. Yeah. I agree.
1: And even still, even that whole process, that 15 year old, Mini Coit, who was left for dead, t shirt down her throat, sort of thing. Yeah. He's still just walking the streets after that.
0: Yeah, that's really disturbing. Yeah. It's quite disturbing.
1: We're talking with a. Or about with. We're talking about a real shit bag here.
0: Mm-hmm. Not with. Thank God. If he was sitting beside me, I'd be like, oh, I.
1: He would be six feet under our backyard right now if he was sitting right beside us.
0: I would actually probably be running. So <laughs> so it's, it's flight or fi- fight and I'm a flight and you're no, a fight.
1: You wouldn't run from this guy. Like you look at him now. He's this sad, pathetic excuse for what we call oh, okay. a human. okay. So I could take him? Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. I'm into that.
1: So we are going back into uh, his trial, though, because he's just got arrested for Robin Samso. And on July 24th, 1970, 79 he was arrested. So, and his trial begins in the
0: 1980s. So even in the time that he was supposed to have this trial with Robin, he ended up doing whatever he did with Mindy. Mindy? Oh, did I just make up a name? You just made up a okay, name. Okay, sorry. Who's the one with the t-shirt stuffed in her face? Uh,
1: that was Monique.
0: Oh, Monique. Okay. Yeah. I, it started with an M. I was a little close. A little close, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm just making sure I'm on the right page here.
1: I uh, know. That was, uh... hold on. He was out on on bail for Monique when he did the Robin Samso thing.
0: Okay, okay. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting mixed up. So there you go. Okay.
1: Uh, his trial wasn't a short trial, though.
0: <laughs> no? <laughs>
1: no. Going to court, they had almost 50 witnesses who testified against him.
0: Holy, that's a lot.
1: Yeah. Uh Some of the witnesses were individuals who were on the beach the day that Robin disappeared um and also had encounters encounters with with Rodney uh to which before the trial, Rodney denied even ever being at the beach, which was Huntington beach by the way where I think this that's happened. a busy yeah. beach, yeah, he denied ever even being there. He's like, uh no, it's been years since i've I've been there
0: meanwhile, there's like twenty people that were like, "Yeah, I saw you there, bro
1: yeah, well, not even that there's there's evidence he was there." because you know that uh that locker that storage locker with all the photos that he tried to Oh to yeah.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. Amongst all the photos they identified areas and individuals Rodney had photographed to prove that he was lying. So they're like this is Huntington Beach. In your photographs, we found in your storage locker. With the receipt, we found in your possession. And these are girls who say they saw you there at the beach. And here's photographs you took of them at said beach. We gotcha. So he's straight out lying. And there's like no doubt, like 100% proof that he's lying about that. It took two months. But in 1980, Rodney was found guilty and convicted to death.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: For the murder of Robin Samso.
0: Just the murder of Robin. Oh right. Well, that was the only. Um, sorry, I got a little distracted there. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, I, I couldn't see was... the
1: time there, so you're. I was signaling you. I, I, I know.
0: I was um letting. I was taking the blame for that.
1: I anyway, know. What I'm, it's okay. um, I got you. I got you.
0: That was the only trial he was on for. Was just Robin. Or yes. the only like shit that he done was just that one. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: everything else has been. Taken care of already, oh, right? Right, but Tali not- Shapiro. He's already gone through trial for that. Was only found of child molestation. Yeah, but not
0: in a satisfying way. So no. that's why I'm like, I feel like, ah, yeah, not, yeah. Okay. It's
1: it. He's gone through the trials and tribulations of that, but are we satisfied with the no. results? Hell no.
0: Okay, so he's sentenced to death.
1: He was sentenced to death. Um, there's an interview with uh, Robin's mother, uh, which uh, that the highlight I'm about to talk about here was actually also in that documentary. Okay. Um, And during the conviction, uh, she had this to say, it's a poor exchange for my daughter's life, but maybe it will save someone else's by him being gone. And I didn't write this in the notes, but I feel like now is a good time to actually bring it up. Uh, She actually brought a gun to court and planned on (gasps) shooting him in the face in court.
0: I don't blame her.
1: In that documentary, she she talks about it, and she says the the reason Ooh. she didn't was Robin stopped her. She said she had her hand on the gun in her purse, and all of a sudden she smelt Robin's shampoo, and her oh. hand got real warm.
0: Oh my goodness! Okay, that just like makes my eyes feel like they're just watering up a little here.
1: Yeah. So holy shit! She brought a gun, fully intending on oh. putting a bullet between his eyes, and she says her daughter stopped her from doing it.
0: Jeez, you're making us all emotional up in here.
1: Well, this is an emotional case.
0: Holy moly.
1: I'm sorry. Should I should I give you a minute to breathe?
0: Well, no, I really that's just nice. That is nice. It's nice.
1: <laughs> you could? I'm good. Okay. So he's sentenced to death. But however, four years later in 1984, there was an overturn and the Supreme Court decided in a five-to-one decision that he did not receive a fair trial as the judge had allowed the jury to hear about the Tali Shapiro case and Alcala's other rape and kidnapping convictions.
0: I'm glaring at you right now. Yeah,
1: you are. You feel <laughs> it? I feel that death stare. I didn't do this. Why are you getting mad at me?
0: Oh, well, because you're the presenter. I'm sorry. Okay, go on.
1: So it was back to the courtroom.
0: Oh, that's Ugh. And in
1: 1986, after his trial, he was again found guilty and sentenced to death.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: With another overturn.
0: Oh my gosh. What's the overturn?
1: Uh, I couldn't find a lot of information on this overturn. These
0: people are like screwed out of their mind.
1: The only real uh, like, things I could find about this, and this is really not going to make you happy, uh, it was overturned because there was claims that a witness was hypnotized. By who? Yeah, I couldn't really find much information on That's that. That's absurd. Yeah.
0: One witness? Who cares if one witness was hypnotized? But it,
1: it was someone like the park ranger or something, someone who found uh, Robin's body or something. So their testif- their their um, trial, their testification or whatever you want to say on the stand uh, was kind of like null and void, essentially, was it? So, yeah. So now it's back to the courtroom for a third time.
0: Sweet. Love this. Love that.
1: Um. Unfortunately, how... I couldn't, again, I'm, I'm learning so much through this podcast and through researching, mm-hmm. um, but I'm still not too clear on exactly how evidence works in the court system. But I do know when things are overturned in a court, there's a lot of evidence that can't be used a second time. I don't know what sort of stipulations there are within said evidence, but most of the evidence that they were using against him in the previous two trials were now like out the window. They yeah. can't use it again.
0: As you're speaking, I'm like you're preparing us for something.
1: Well, I am and I'm not. Okay. They're, we turn around quickly again. Don't worry. Okay. So they can't use a lot of the evidence that they did have. Baloney. Yeah.
0: I don't like that.
1: However, in 2003, and remember this trial started in
0: 1980. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So he's like I forgot about really that. fucking the system. We are totally. now 23 years later.
0: Hmm.
1: So in 2003... During preparation for the third trial, some new evidence had surfaced that tied Rodney Alcala to two other murders.
0: Okay, good.
1: DNA identification technology has come a long way since the 70s. We were very well aware of that. Yeah. And semen samples collected in old cases had now linked Rodney to these cases.
0: Okay, don't love that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, me either. Additional evidence had also connected him to the murder of two other cases, and the four women... That were murdered were Jill Barcombe, who is 18, killed in 1977, and originally thought to be a victim of the Hillside Strangler, who was another prolific serial killer at the time in the same area. That's probably going to be another episode we'll oh, go through. so they're
0: just moving them to serial killers. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: Georgia Wixed, who is 27, she was bludgeoned in her Malibu apartment in 1977.
0: I feel like that's a bit older than he normally goes for.
1: Charlotte Lamb, who was 31,
0: oh, okay. was
1: raped and strangled in El Segundo uh, in 1978. I'm not sure where that is. I'm assuming it's just like a little outlying area. And Jill Perontu, who was 21, killed in her Burbank apartment in 1979. Hmm. All of these women were found nude, beaten, strangled, and posed in sexually explicit ways which by now had been known to be a pattern specific to Rodney Alcala.
0: Oh, that's really gross.
1: Oh, this, yeah, this dude's a fucking creep. Like he's, he's done some shit.
0: No kidding.
1: But now we have a total of five cases. Which I
0: do like, like that's good. Like he, this is good.
1: But the thing is here, we're, we're crossing jurisdictions too. It, it, a lot of the things that people were talking oh. about is that it looks almost like Rodney was going from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, like different areas to try and commit these atrocities. Well,
0: because And you can get away with it more easily, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: because like they're not communicating exactly. with each other, right? And it makes things harder. Yeah. However, like they did start working with each other and it kind of like backfired on them because what he had planned didn't really work. Mm-hmm. So now he's got this total of five cases that he was being charged with and prosecutors entered a motion to join the SAMSO charges with those four uh, newly discovered victims. So in one single trial. So now you can see it's not just a single like this individual he's charged with and then another trial for this one, this one. Now they can show patterns of all of them across the board. Now they can use evidence in this one in this trial and that trial all ties together and you really get this painted picture on who this fucking asshole is
0: yeah it paints a like a way more in-depth picture
1: oh yeah which really fucks him over thankfully well good he deserves every bit of that (laughs) yes he does yes he does (laughs) um of course rodney alcala contested the motion um in 2006 in 2006 Um, But the California Supreme Court ruled in the prosecution's favor, allowing all five in the trial at the same time. And in 2009, Alcala stood trial once again. So here we are now, 29 years later, he's on trial for all five of these murders. At the third trial, Alcala was acting as his own attorney, very Ted Bundy-esque. Really? Yeah, he was his own attorney.
0: For this whole thing?
1: Or I'm, just this one? I'm pretty sure it was the whole thing. Actually, I, it's that's I, interesting. It's definitely written in this third trial he did, but I don't. It, I can't recall anywhere else saying it was. But I'm going to assume that if he did in this one, he probably did for the other ones too. And he's like too. pretty
0: old at this point.
1: Yes, yes, he is.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, th- well, we'll get into his age in a little bit here, but he's probably. He's definitely in his 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, not that that's super old if anyone's <laughs> that age listening, but like, I mean, when he started this, he was like in his 30s so it's, or, yeah. or or something. So he's really, he's just aged, obviously. Yeah.
1: <laughs> at the trial, though, acting as his own attorney, he told jurors that he was at Knott's Berry Farm when Samso was kidnapped. So Robin Samso was not someone he was even involved with, he claims. However, he's had no alibis over the last... 20-something years. Uh, he can't prove anything. None of his accounts or claims. Nothing says it. Even his girlfriend at the time of Rob's, Robin Samso's disappearance could account oh, for his Oh, he was able to get a girlfriend? He was very charming.
0: Okay, I know you've said that, but I'm just like, ugh.
1: And I mean, you look back in the 70s, it's not, I mean, he's definitely not my type, but he's not a bad-looking dude.
0: He's a good-looking dude. Okay, I'm going to have to do some research on this.
1: So not only was he acting as his own attorney but even took the stand himself as a witness in an effort to try and prove his innocence. He did this mostly as a defense against the Robin Samso case. Uh, He knew everything about the case. He's had 20 something years to stew on this. Mm -hmm. He's already gone through trial twice on it. So he knows what the defense has against him, what they want to talk about, what they want to target. He knows it inside and out. He's gone through case files. He's rotted in a jail cell for 20 years. So that's what he focused on. And that's why he was eager to get to the stand, because he knew he could defend himself, or so he thought. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hmm. What he didn't think about, though, was everything has changed since the 1970s. We're talking DNA. He didn't account for that.
0: Oh, really? So he's not quite as smart as he thinks. Yeah.
1: And he kind of really fucked himself over because while he was in prison, Rodney actually wrote and published a book about the Robin Samso case called You, the Jury. Don't buy the book. Don't read it. I don't know. I'm assuming it might support him. Fuck him. If it doesn't support him, (laughs) look into it. Maybe read it. I don't know. I didn't want to look anything into it because I was like, fuck this dude.
0: Don't buy the book. I love love that. (laughs) Uh,
1: But he, he wrote about proclaiming his innocence in this book. Um, he really fucked himself over because he didn't know about DNA. He wrote this book, which really solidified a lot of his staten- statements in writing prior to DNA. Really? Yeah. The defense used this book against him.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's Specific so Specific statements and everything. Wow. Remember, right?
1: he had published this. He had wrote it. He can't claim that what's said in there is incorrect. He
0: can't deny that. No. Yeah.
1: In his book, he wrote that his sister had given him the earrings that were found in the locker, the storage locker. Remember, there was a little bag of earrings. Robin's earrings were found in there. Yeah. And he said that the only person that can match those earrings to Robin was his mom. and She's the only one who claims that. There was no DNA that they could find attaching Robin to those earrings. However, new DNA evidence did show definitively that another pair of the earrings belonged to Charlotte Lamb, one of the victims he was already currently standing trial for. That he claimed his sister gave him those earrings. Hmm. So DNA shows he's lying again.
0: Yeah. Good old DNA.
1: Yeah. As for Charlotte and the three other cases, he offered zero defense of any kind. He only defended himself against Robin Samso.
0: See, I think this is so interesting. Like, I feel like defending yourself... At points, I was like, "Oh, maybe that would benefit you," but I don't actually feel like that would benefit you at all. You're way too close to the situation.
1: Oh yeah, and you're leaving yourself like so vulnerable.
0: Exactly.
1: So I don't know what he was thinking. I he thought he could. He was smart enough, but he definitely yeah, clearly isn't. Not
0: no. Clearly, he has some quite a few issues.
1: Oh, definitely. Sorry. Sip of water. So the only defense he did actually assert against the other four cases was that uh, he couldn't remember killing any of those women.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: I, I don't remember that. I,
0: I just, I just honestly can't remember. No,
1: that's that. That was what he said. I, I don't remember.
0: That's an awesome defense.
1: Yeah. Cool story, brah. What else you got? <laughs> Fucking moron.
0: Oh, that's like hilarious. Yeah.
1: Richard report, rapport, rap, rapport. I think it is. A psychiatrist paid by Alcala and the only defense witness uh, testified that borderline personality disorder that we talked about earlier could explain Alcala's claims that he had no memory of committing murders.
0: Oh, no. So is it like almost going to be okay because he has this disorder? Sorry. Okay. No, just keep (laughs) going. Keep going. (laughs)
1: We're we're getting to the closing of this trial here. You'll you'll see. <laughs> okay So that that was his only defense that he had. And as a part of his closing argument, he played a portion of Arlo Guthrie's song Alice's Restaurant, in which the protagonist tells a psychiatrist he wants to quote unquote kill. What he was trying to obtain by that, I have no fucking clue, but that's what he did.
0: Huh. This guy seems like he's just a wild card. Yeah clearly
1: oh definitely. can you imagine like i'm gonna stand on trial be my own attorney i'm gonna take that stand i'm not gonna offer any sort of defense for 75 of my case i am going to completely ignore the fact that i wrote a book confessing a lot of things
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and then once i'm done uh, I I just want to play a song for you guys. We'll jam out for a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's like my favorite song. I just want you to hear it. <laughs> like,
1: oh, and by the way, in the song, it's uh, it's a dude talking about how he wants to kill. But I didn't kill him.
0: Mic drop. <laughs> right? Like what the
1: <laughs> fuck? What the fuck is going through this guy's head?
0: I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense oh, to me.
1: Especially for someone who like 20 years prior to this is such a manipulative, charismatic fucking I don't even know the word. I can't put it into words. But he's so manipulative, and he has this way with people. For him to do this, it's like A out of character for him, and B just fucking stupid.
0: Well, he might have lost his touch, really. I,
1: I well, I think so. Yeah. It took the jury only one day to come back with the verdict.
0: Really, that yeah. surprises me.
1: In March of two thousand and ten, which is now thirty years after his and initial that's trial, not
0: even that long ago.
1: Yeah. Alcala was found guilty on all five accounts of murder. As a surprise witness, Tali Shapiro oh. came to the stand. Yes. In the penalty phase. So when they were talking about what he would receive for the, his, yes. his guilt. So she took the stand. She was, if you don't remember who she is, she was his first victim who was brutally beat and raped at the age of eight. She stepped forward took that stand. And since Rodney was acting as his own attorney, he was able to question her while she was on the stand. He took the opportunity to say this to her. I sincerely regret and apologize for my despicable actions that day. Shapiro said that it was the first time Alcala had apologized to her in any way. uh, And she was asked if the apology moved her in any way. And her response was, "Hell no!
0: <laughs> Hell no! Hell no!" I, I love Fuck that.
1: Tolly is the badass of the day here, by the way. She's fucking right on. Hell, Hell no. no!
0: But that it's also like interesting that he like
1: apologized to her. Oh yeah.
0: This is where like he's not. He should not be. He's his just own.
1: falling apart. He's yeah. Got he's nothing. spiraling out of control. Yep. So the sentencing came in, and Rodney Alcala was sentenced to death for a third time
0: okay because that's where i was like oh my goodness is like the death penalty still a thing like did they get rid of it that's what i was worried about
1: well, well he's he's sentenced to death okay but after his trial the the huntington beach uh police department or sorry the huntington sorry, after the trial on huntington beach i knew the huntington huntington beach department didn't Police Department, why am I stumbling so bad? <laughs> I knew the Huntington Beach Police Department wasn 't a real thing, so I had to reread that line and try and speak four more times <laughs> so after his trial of the Huntington Beach uh, murders and all that sort of stuff, a New York City police Department there we go released one hundred and twenty of Alcala 's photographs from that locker and sought the public 's help to identify the people in the photos in oh, hope no. identifying anyone you know, women and children that he had photographed.
0: Oh, okay. Which I mean is good, but also like eek.
1: Yeah. Approximately 900 additional photos could not be made public because they were too sexually explicit.
0: Okay. Well, that's what I was wondering. What did they do with the ones that...
1: Yeah. So those are just in police hands I could, right now. They
0: couldn't just get the face, cut the face, but yeah.
1: In the first, well, that, that, def- how do you identify someone then? Right.
0: Well, no, if they just like cropped the face oh, out, maybe. but then maybe if they're whatever positions they're in, you might not even get a good view of the face. And who
1: knows? And where am I now here? All right. In the first week, police reported that approximately 21 women had come forward to identify themselves and at least six families said that they believe they recognized loved ones who had disappeared years ago and were never found.
0: Oh. no
1: one family did identify a Christine Thornton as one of the individuals in the photographs she had disappeared in 1977 and her body was found in 1982 Rodney Alcala has since been linked and was charged with her murder in 2016 as well she was strangled to death and dumped on a ranch in Wyoming she was pregnant at the time of her death
0: oh brutal in
1: 2010 Seattle police named Alcala as one of or as a person of interest in an unsolved murder of Antoinette Whitaker, she was thirteen in July of nineteen seventy seven. And Joyce Gaunt, who was seventeen, and the case was in nineteen seventy eight. In March 2011, investigators in Maine County, California, announced that they were confident that Alcala was responsible for the 1977 murder of 19-year-old Pamela Jean Lamson, who disappeared after making a trip to Fisherman's Wharf to meet a man who had offered to photograph her. Her battered, naked body was subsequently found in Maine County near a hiking trail.
0: Oh, that's just disgusting.
1: This dude fucking deserves to die and rot in hell.
0: Well, yeah, but all this other case, new cases coming up, does that just like prolong his death sentence?
1: Well, how can you prolong a death sentence? Like what do you mean?
0: Is he alive right now?
1: He is. He is alive right now. So
0: I feel like that's being prolonged. He should have already just like he should have been like put on the death penalty year like bajillion years oh, ago.
1: 100%. Like no doubt this dude should just be fucking Removed from the planet as soon as possible.
0: The, the documentary that you had talked about, is he in it? Like, do, is there like recordings of him speaking and stuff?
1: There is a little bit uh, in his court trial, the third trial, yes. Oh,
0: okay. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
1: hmm So while in California's death row, Alcala pleaded guilty in 2012 to the rape and murder of a flight attendant, Cornelia Krilly, and a nightclub Harris, Ellen Hover, whose remains were found on the Rockefeller States in West Channard County, New York. So the list just keeps fucking It's growing.
0: Up. Day by day, it's growing.
1: Yeah. And he's just getting trial after trial and murder charge after murder charge. Like, if this dude does not receive the death penalty, I can only imagine how fucking long his sentence would be. Like if you actually tally up the years oh, yeah. and the years uh, whatever he got, yeah, I can only imagine how fucking many years he would have to serve.
0: Well, like I, I mean, these cases or these new trials or whatever are so important for closure for like the families and yes. stuff. But like at this point, God, it doesn't even fucking matter.
1: Yeah, like, well, he's exactly. Done. Oh, he is, but it's it's closure for the families. Yeah. It's understanding these cases. It's making sure that we we know what happened to these individuals. Yeah, and that's what it is and it's making sure that he has this like you fucking did this we know you fucking did this
0: but and I bet you there's still even probably tons that are out there like those all those photos you said that they couldn't even put out because they were like how many victims are in there over a thousand photographs
1: they have of different people and different explicit poses well the average estimate for his murder count is above 50 individuals who have (laughs) fallen victim to Rodney Alcala but police estimate Rodney could have murdered up to 130 women in his lifetime.
0: That is so many.
1: 130 women.
0: That is insane. Yeah. Like, holy, I can't, I, ah. Like,
1: fuck this guy.
0: That is brutal. Like, I'm like almost at a loss of words here. I just can't even believe that. It makes me angry.
1: Yeah. Well, Rodney is now 77 years old. And he's serving his time at the Kurokin Kuro- State Prison. Sorry if I pronounced that terribly wrong.
0: I can't even believe he was able to get to the age of 77. Ugh. Yeah.
1: Thankfully, most of that has been behind bars. Uh, his execution has been postponed indefinitely due to a temporary suspension on the death penalty instituted by California State in 2019.
0: Uh oh. Well that kinda of means that he might not then. He's probably gonna just die in prison.
1: Very like well of old could. age, I he bet very you very well could.
0: It's actually surprising that he isn't like um I don't know, maybe well, I mean like I feel like all the shit he's done is stressful, but it probably wasn't to him. Like I'm like, how has he not had a heart attack or something? I
1: don't fucking know. <laughs> oh. I just want this man to fucking just fuck off. Just get yeah. the fuck out of stop breathing our oxygen. You're not worth it.
0: I know. Like how, I just, how can someone that brutally cruel be living to their 77 and then like people who are awesome people like die young. Like I don't know that's messed.
1: Yeah. And because of what he did to a lot of people like Tali Shapiro, she's talking about how she has a lot of trust issues with people. <sighs> I could and imagine. I c- yeah. Every right. So. Oh my gosh. She was a little girl. Yeah. I'm, you know, I know your parents. It's okay. You know, come on, I'll give you a ride. Hops in brutally beaten and raped and left for fucking dead. Yeah. If it wasn't for that officer and if it wasn't for that good Samaritan, she wouldn't be here.
0: Oh, she would have been dead for she Uh, would killed her. 100%. He he just couldn't get to finish the job. Exactly. Wow. For some reason, I didn't think of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that good Samaritan and that police officer. But then for it to have gone on that much longer is crazy.
1: Exactly. And I don't know how I have never heard of this fucking dude. This case, like it's holy shit.
0: Well, yeah, especially because like the one you kind of referred to a lot, like Ted Bundy, like kind of yeah. similar characteristics or whatever. That one you hear so much about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I haven't heard of this dude either. And I
1: don't know, like I I'm willing to bet that Rodney Alcala has a, a bigger body count than Ted Bundy. <sighs> it, I don't know Ted Bundy's murder list or how many people his numbers. Yeah, but up to 130 people. That's fucking. That's, he, a, that's lot. a lot. Of people, you fucking took is there from this anyone planet.
0: out there that has more?
1: I really hope not.
0: I know. Okay, well, how did you come across this? Did just researching, or did someone recommend it? It was recommended. Okay. Yeah,
1: Kristen, a friend of mine. Oh, Kristen. Right. Yeah, okay. recommended it, and she's like, "Yeah, I have some friends who are like deep into like the true crime stuff, and they just ran across this guy, didn't know anything about it. I've never heard anything about it." She recommended the case, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll take a look." I started looking into it, and I was like, "Holy!"
0: Well, especially because, okay, because he has a book and a lot of the new trial stuff is is fairly recent. So it's actually quite surprising.
1: Yeah. I I don't know how it's flown under our radar, but this dude deserves to fucking rot. That's all I know.
0: No kidding. I
1: wish I've never heard of this dude.
0: Yeah. Just scum.
1: hundred percent. Well, that's the episode.
0: Yeah. Good job.
1: Thank you. First two-parter, a little bit of a roller coaster. (laughs)
0: i know we gotta i was like okay we gotta finish this off on a high note here because everyone's (laughs) just like their hearts are probably heavy but yeah no that was fun yeah it was fun to have a two-parter and and to dive into this case even though the guy's a little bit
1: fucked up yeah not even a little bit
0: just just a
1: lot (laughs) there are going to be some two-parters that are going to happen in the future we've had a lot of people telling us like oh you should do this case this case this case and some of those cases um like uh the Picton case.
0: Picton. I know. I knew you were going for yeah. that one. You couldn't do that in one. That
1: There's no way you could do that in one. That's at least a two-parter. Yeah. Uh, and trust us, it's on the list. It's one of those ones that, I mean, I didn't intend to do this one this heavy yet. Yeah. I, if I knew this was this involved, I would have pushed it off a little bit. Because we're still getting our rhythm. The research is difficult, that sort of thing. So I want to give time. I want to make sure that we're ready for the Picton case. And oh, we... the
0: Picton case freaking terrifies me.
1: Yeah. It's fucked up. I, and and I, a lot.
0: And like I feel like I know a fair amount about it. But like when you dive in and stuff, you just learn so much more. And I don't even know. Like do I want to know that much about it? Well, have
1: you listened to any other like podcasts on Picton? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's, it's fucked.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a subtle way of putting it. Yeah.
1: Definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wind this down. Let's try and get this off our minds. And we'll talk to you guys in our next episode.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening. And stay wicked. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince.